Hello to all our listeners. We will be studying today Hilchot Eruvin, Chapter 2. I'm Joey Faor here teaching. Um, I'll give a little introduction to the chapter before we start. In the previous chapter, we studied about the concept of Eruv, the mixing together of a group of people residing in their own private sectors, sectors of a larger private domain encompassing them. The Eruv Excuse me. The Eruv is what allows this group of people to carry from in their own sectors and into the jointly owned private domain area. We also learned that without performing the, the Eruv in an adequate manner, it is forbidden for the people to carry from their own sectors to the jointly owned area and vice versa. Um, again, the Eruv is needed either in a Haser, which we said is a place we have people residing in a larger private domain in their own sectors of it, or Mebo'ot, which are um, alleyways that have haserot or private homes opened into them. These also need Eruvin in order to be able to carry from into the private sectors and into the Mavo and vice versa. And there's also, an Eruv could be done for an entire city, like Shitufem Mavo'ot, the same type of Eruv of Shitufem Mavo'ot, could be done for an entire city that has a Tentafahim wall around it and gate that closes at night. So, a little more, in this chapter, we will see that there's an, a way in which the Eruv will be considered an adequate one, even if not all of the people living around the jointly owned yard, Haser or Mabo, partake in the Eruv. This is done by Bitul Reshut, the canceling of one's ownership of his sector around the privately owned Haser, to be considered as owned by the rest of the neighbors. The aforementioned, in other words, bitul, could only be done in a haset of Jews and could only be done, as we'll see later in the chapter, with one person. It cannot be done with more than one person. However, in a haset of non-Jews, this cannot be done. And neither can an Eruv be done. And, and neither can an Eruv be done. So you cannot do bitul rashut, neither could you do an Eruv with a goy. The only thing that could be done in order to allow Jews living around the jointly has owned haset to be allowed to carry from their sectors of the domain is by t and to their homes and vice versa is by temporarily renting the property of the non-Jew for Shabbat. We will see more details on how that could be done and how that could be done with you know it, it's a it's a rather precarious situation. Um, another point to mention is that the reason an Eruv is not permitted with a goy or doing them. Because Hachamim, as we'll see later in the chapter, did not want people living with Goyim. We'll see that later in the chapter. It's in regard also to living alone with the Goyim. We'll see. All of the details regarding the aforementioned two matters will be discussed in the following chapter. So let's start. Halakha Aleph. Anshe Haser, she'arebu kullan. Chos me'echad mehen she'lo arebi mahen ben mezid men shokhea harize osir alehen. So the residents of a Haser, the tenants of a Haser, that all did Eruv, except one of the tenants of the Haser who did not do Eruv with them, whether it was on purpose or not, or he forgot, he, by virtue of him not being part of their Eruv, makes it so that the Eruv is invalid. And therefore, nobody could take in and out of their own sectors to the jointly part of the uh, own part of the Haser and vice versa. However, However, if the tenant who did not partake in the Aru did what we call the cancelling 
of his property to their properties. In other words, he makes it so that he says that his property is not owned by him and it is now theirs. It is now that belongs to the other tenants. Okay? So the one person that that tenant did bitulrashut, if he does it, the rest of the people, the rest of the tenants of the haser may take in and out of their houses into the haser and vice versa. However, to his house, it is not permitted. However, if the tenant that did not do the bitul to his house and to his part of the jointly owned area of the haser, they may all take in and out they may because they already didn't and there was bitul and his house is as though it belongs to them it's part of their property and he's allowed to carry in and out because he by virtue of doing this canceling of property his, he has no property in, in this um haser and he ends up going to the level of a oreach of a um uh, a guest, and therefore he may carry in and out like a guest would be able to. Right, now just one more point on Halakha Aleph. The Hiddush in Halakha Aleph is that the person, the tenant, that did not do Aruv is allowed to cancel part of the domain, even if he originally didn't partake in the Aruv on purpose. It would be thought that in a situation like that, he may be considered like a goy, or that he wouldn't be allowed to be shoot to them, but the case isn't such, and he's in fact allowed to be shoot to the rest of the residents of the Haser. Um, that's just one point that needed to be mentioned. So, halakha bet. shuto setam. Somebody who arbitrarily does bitul to his to his um, property, he, he doesn't, and he doesn't um, specify what property exactly is mevatel. Is he mevatel his own private sector of the haser, or is he mevatel his jointly his part of the jointly owned part of the haser? If he just says arbitrarily, I'm mevatel my reshut, reshut hasero bitel, reshut betol lo bitel. The part that he owns in the haser, the jointly owned part, he did bitul on. However, his own home does not fall under this bitul. And somebody who does a bitul for the tenants of the haser needs to specify his bitul to each one of the tenants of the, of the haser. And an inheritor. And a inheritor that receives inheritance of a certain property, even if the inheritance was received to him on Shabbat, for example, the person, the owner of the, this property passed away on Shabbat, he may do this canceling of the reshut. And this is another law, the canceling of the reshut may be done on Shabbat from the get-go. If somebody forgot to do to partake in the Aruv, or he did not want to partake in the Aruv, so he may be shoot on Shabbat um, for the benefit of the tenants of the Haser. Halakha Gimel. B'tilu elu ha-me'arabin reshutan azzeh shillo arev, hu mutar sh'are nish'ar lebado, v'hem asurin shillo nish'ar lahen reshut. V'en omerin yihiyu ke'orchin eslo, 
she in or Now, we're still in the case where one tenant did not partake in Aru. However, in this case, we have a situation in which all the other, ten other tenants of the Haser, Bitelu canceled their Rashut to the one tenant who did not do Aru. So I'll give an example to illustrate. Imagine you have five tenants living in their own separate domains, in their own separate properties within a Haser. And one of the tenants, I'll call him Shimon, does not partake in the Aruv. So in the previous halakha, we saw that Shimon could consider, make his property owned, could say that his property is owned by the rest of the tenants, and which we call Bitul Rashut, could cancel his ownership of the property for the benefit of allowing people to be partake, to, to carry. And then he become, goes to the level of, guest, of a guest. However, people, if these four other tenants of the Haser want to cancel their ownership, one moment. I will get back. I'm sorry for the little um, uh, stop. The little stop. I was sick with something. Okay. So back to Halachagina. So if the four residents in our illustration, illustrative example decide to cancel their ownership of their property to, for the benefit of this one person that did not partake in their Eruv, he may carry because he is left alone. However, they may not carry because they do not have any part in the, in the residency, in the ownership. And we don't say that they become like guests because in Orihin in Rabbin Orihin we don't have so many people that go, come as guests um, in one person's property. And therefore, it cannot be done vice versa. So if one person wants to cancel his, so again, if one person wants to cancel his ownership of the property for the benefit of everybody else and allow everybody to carry in whichever the way we saw, it may be done. However, they cannot do so for him if there are a lot of people and he is one. If the tenants that did not do Aruv were two or more people, two or more tenants of the Haser, right. If these two decided to cancel their ownership for the benefit of the Me'arabin, the Me'arabin, those who did the Aruv, may carry. However, these cannot. The ones who did not, the tenants who did not partake in the Aruv. However, the tenants who did do Aruv cannot cancel their ownership for the benefit of the two who did not do Aruv. Why? We said they can for one, but they can't do for two. Because once the tenants who did Aruv cancel their property to one of the people, then that one person um, uh, is considered to be Osir al-Habiro, to um, disallow his friend to carry, because they both don't have an Aruv. And even if the second person who did not do an Aruv now, after everybody cancels their property to, to, to the one of the people who doesn't, one of the tenants who didn't do Aruv, the second tenant who didn't do the Aruv wants to cancel his ownership of the property 
to the to the to the first tenant, he cannot do so. Um, why? Because when the bitul, when the me'arabin did, when the all the people who did the eruv did partake in the eruv did the bitul reshut for the benefit for their own benefit. Um, this second guy, the second tenant who didn't partake in the eruv was disallowed. Now imagine you had two people living in a, in a haser. Um, sorry, so the law is like this. Adam concludes. Somebody who did an Iruv cannot cancel his reshut to somebody who did not do an Iruv. However, somebody who did not do an Iruv could cancel his reshut to somebody who did an Iruv. Oh. In any event, just a little point on our halakha in regard to the case where two forgot, it would seem, where two people forgot to partake in the Iruv, it would seem that if one of the two forgot to partake in Iruv, canceled their ownership to the other, and after that, everybody else canceled their ownership to him, then it would work, but it's, you know, it needs to be this bimet sarich ayyum. In any event, the guiding rule for these two halakhot is that someone who did an Iruv cannot cancel his ownership for someone who didn't do an Iruv. But someone who didn't do an Eruv can cancel his ownership for somebody who did an Eruv. Okay. Now, it seems that this halakha and the next one are going to be dealing with someone who did only did bitul of his part of the jointly owned haser and not of his entire ownership of the area. So that's just a little hakdamah to our coming halakha. We said if somebody does, so I'm just going to go back because these are difficult halakha to understand. Therefore, I'm also taking my time um, because really the halakhot need to come in slowly to be clearly understood. So we said that if somebody does bitul reshut and doesn't specify, so it is considered that he did bitul to his, his part of the jointly owned area and not his own private sector. Okay? And if that in a case such as that, the residents of the haser who did eruv may carry, however, he may not. And they may not carry into his house. They may carry in the haser into, from their houses into the haser, but not into his house, and he may not carry at all. However, if he specifically does bitul to all of his ownership of the haser, including his house and the, his ownership of the jointly part, owned part of the haser, in that case, they are all allowed to carry. The following halakhot seem to be regarding a case in which the person did bitul only on his part of the jointly owned part of the haser. Again, only we have a guy who didn't do Iruv and he did bitul only of the part that he owns in the jointly owned part of the haser. This is important um, to understand the next coming halachot. Kashem Shibal Right. <laughs> 
So the same way, so, right. So it seems that this um, uh, case, so, so we have a case here where the same way, Mahila, so the same way the two tenants living in the same haser could do bitul reshut one to another within the haser. Also, bitul reshut could be done from haser to haser, from two people living in separate haserot that are connected via an alleyway. Also, another point, it could be done, people could do bitul. I could do bitul to my friend. Another bitul, uh, cancel my ownership of a property to my to the tenant. And then he's allowed to carry wherever he wants. And then he could do, and then I could go back on my bitul and he does bitul so I could carry wherever I want. Um, it seems that this is in a case where neither of them did in Iruv and they wanted to cancel their ownership one to the other. Apparently, the type of canceling that they're allowed to go back and forth on is the type specified in Halakha 1 that I spoke about, in which one of the residents cancels only his ownership of the jointly owned part of the haser. And then the other person or people could carry everywhere, but in the guy who did bitul reshut to his house, uh, um, uh, except the guy, the, the guy who did bitul reshut's house. And from this type of iruv, it is possible to go back and forth. So again, we're talking about a situation which they did not do iruv at all on Shabbat, and now Shabbat came, so they wanted to bitul one for another, and where the bitul did not specify the house, but specified um, uh, only the part of the haser. Okay. <clears throat> also, another point, there is bitul reshut in the hurba. This could be done a few times. And there is bitul reshut in the hurba, uh, in a ruin that is jo jointly owned by people. Bitul reshut can be performed. Mishi bitel reshuto v'hazavet itel b'reshut shebitel im b'mezidosi harizeh oser alehem shari lo amad b'bitulo v'im b'shokegosi ino oser shari omed b'bitulo. Somebody did bitul reshut, and then he decided to carry in the reshut that he bitel. In other words, he did the bitul reshut in the way specified in halacha one. In other words, that he in a way that does not allow him to carry. And now he goes and carries. If he did it on purpose, then the bitul reshut is held invalid. And therefore, everybody is not allowed to carry. However, if he did not do it on purpose, if he did it bishogeg, then his bitul reshut is still valid and everybody could carry. But this is all on condition, the aforementioned is all on condition that after the this that the guy who did bitul reshut his property wasn't um, uh, taken by the rest of the tenants of the hasad however if the property was already acquired post bitul reshut by the other tenants of the hasad then whether the guy walks or not with things is not the problem of the other tenants of the hasad and the bitul does not um, become invalid even if he carries b'mezid halachazayin shne batim so two houses that are on two sides of the public domain. Okay? Uh, for example, you have a road 
which is public domain. And on the right side of the road, there's a house. And on the left side of the road, there's a house. Now these people cannot do eruv because there's a public domain. There's no way for them to carry from house to house. However, there's a situation in which Goyim maybe would come on Shabbat and um, put some sort of a, a partition, a wall, or mehisa, some kind of wall or, or you know partition around these houses on Shabbat, causing the whole area to be a private domain, encompassing the houses, the two houses from both sides of the Rishutarabim. And then it's like a haser, and you would think maybe you could do aruv. They, the, they nevertheless cannot do bitul one to another or aruv one to another because in Ben Hashem Ashot, as I explained last, yesterday in last chapter, the Eruv, there has to be a situation in which the Eruv was possibly done in Ben Hashem Ashot. And because in Ben Hashem Ashot there was no Eruv, they cannot do an Eruv on Shabbat. And because they couldn't do an Eruv in Ben Hashem Ashot, then they also cannot do Bitul Rashut one to another. If um, somebody who is a tenant in a haser who died and inherited his ownership of the house and his part of the haser to somebody that was not from the haser, somebody from outside the haser. If the guy died from the daytime, from before Shabbat, then they need to contact the inheritor in order to have him partake, take uh, part in the Eruv. And if he does not, he disallows them from doing, from carrying. However, if the guy died from after Shabbat already came in and there was an Eruv in place, then his being not part of the Eruv, his being not, not part of the Haser, or his somebody owning a new ownership going on this guy's, this tenant's part of the Haser, does not consider the Eruv invalid because it, the Eruv was valid in the time of Ben Hashem Ashot. So this is referring to someone who owned a house in that specific haser, but did not live in the haser. And thus, none of the residents of the haser did eruv with him, nor did he have to do eruv with them. So in a case, there is a case where you have somebody who has ownership of a certain house in a haser. Okay? You have a tenant. We'll call him Yereuben, who has ownership in a haser. And this haser, and now, but he does not live in the haser. And therefore, by virtue of him not living in the haser, he does not have to partake in any aru because he's not part of the haser. He's away from the haser, and his house is considered to be like canceled. However, if this guy, Yereuben, dies, and one of the and people in the haser inherit his, own, his house, and these are one of the people that live in the haser, if he died from the day, then he does not um, hold the Eruv invalid because they hold the Eruv, even the guy who receives his inheritance, the inheritance. However, if he dies from the night, he holds the Eruv invalid until the inheritor of the Reshut does the tool for the Reshut that he inherited on Shabbat. This is a difficult halakha to understand, so I'm going to go over it as concisely as I can once more. You have somebody who is has ownership in a haser. So, if, for example, we have a haser with four tenants. One of the tenants has ownership 
His name is an Uvan, but he does not live in the Haser, so he does not need to partake in any of the Aruvin, and they may do Aruvin without him. Now, this tenant passes away on Shabbat, and his inheritor lives in the Haser as one of the other three tenants. Now we have a problem. We have an issue. If the inheritor did Aruv from the daytime, and the guy died, sorry, if the guy died from the daytime, and the guy inherited his property, if the Uvan died from the daytime, and the inheritor inherits the property from the daytime and they did Aruv, it is okay. However, if Reuven dies from after Shabbat started, then the inheritor must do Bitul Rashut on his newly inherited um, in, um, part of the Haser in order to allow people to carry. Yisrael Veger, Now, to understand this halakha, we need to understand a little bit about gerim. A ger is a proselyte, somebody who did, who entered Judaism, a non-Jew entered Judaism. A proselyte does not have any yorashim, he does not have any inheritors by family, and therefore, if he dies, his inheritance does not automatically go to anyone. It goes to the biddi. So if a Jew and a proselyte are living in one cave, okay, and cave has the status of a haser, so if the proselyte died from before Shabbat, even though nobody, now the, sorry, the, the property of a proselyte becomes hefker, anybody could take it. In other words, if property of a ger, Becomes has the level of hefker and anybody could take it for himself because he has no inheritance. So, if the proselyte, okay, now this is of course in condition that the proselyte did not have kids after becoming a Jew. If he had kids after becoming a Jew, his kids are his inheritors. We're talking about anybody that was related to him by family before he became a Jew. Okay, but if he has his family like that, that doesn't they do inherit? So we're talking about a proselyte that has no inheritors. If this proselyte died from the daytime, if even though nobody held, uh, no other Jew held his um, property until the nighttime, the other Jew, the Mahazik, Okay, so a proselyte does not have any inheritors and therefore his inheritance becomes a scare. No man's property, waiting for somebody to come and acquire the property. Our halakha is the following. A natively born Jew and a proselyte that live together in a cave have their own private sector in the cave as well as a jointly owned area in the cave. Therefore, in order to carry, they must make an aruv in order to carry. If a proselyte such, in such a situation dies before Shabbat, if nobody held his property before Shabbat, then the natively born Jew doesn't need to have an aruv in order to carry. However, if somebody held the property whether before Shabbat came in or not, the natively Jew, the native Jew living in the cave cannot carry unless an Eruv is created before Shabbat or unless the new owner of the property cancels his property to the Jew living in the cave. However, if the proselyte died after Shabbat came in, what, then whether whatever status was from before the proselyte dies stays the whole Shabbat, even if somebody took hold of the property. Again, and I'm taking my time, but I and I hope um, you guys understand these halachot.
um, due to me going a little bit slower than usual. Halakhatet. In the introduction, I said that there's an aruv, that an aruv cannot be made with a goy. In the following halakhot and until the end of the chapter, we will see the laws regarding a goy living in a haser, along with Jews, and what could be done in such a situation, the details. Halakhatet. A Jew who lives with a non-Jew or a ger toshav, a, um, a non-Jew, uh, a goy who does seven the seven Noahide laws in a haser, the non-Jew, the goy, is not oser alav, does not dispermit the Jew from carrying on Shabbat. And this is only if it's one Jew and one goy, okay? Or a few Jews and one goy. They do not dispermit, the one goy does not dispermit the Jew or the Jews from carrying on Shabbat. Because the residency of a goy is not considered a residency because the goy is like a behema. And there's a basuga, I'm not going to translate that. I take it back. We're talking about the beginning of the halakha is in a situation where you have one Jew and one goy living in the same haser, and they do not, they're not usrim alehim. The goy does not disallow the Jew from carrying. However, if it was more than one Jew living with a goy, the goy dispermits them from carrying within the haser if it's more than one Jew. And this is a prohibition made by Hachamim so that the people so that people do not have a goy living amongst them so that they don't do not learn from the goy's actions, from the way the goy acts. And why in that case was there is there no prohibition enacted in a case where one Jew lives with one goy? Because living alone with a goy is not something that is found, and we're talking about the days of Harambam, the days of the Talmud, and this is for the reason for the reason that there's an isur of being alone with a goy, which is mentioned in Al-Khotr and in theory, this isur is applicable until our time. By the way, the law is the law because. In the long galut, the track record of the goyim has been more than imperfect, and life is one of the most important values in Judaism. So there's an isur to be alone with a goy in a room or whatnot. Mamash like isur yehud. I'm not making pesach halacha today. This is halacha halacha lemaaseh. Everybody, each person goes go to your own rabbi. Um, however, this is why living alone with a goy because it was something so unfound. There was no there was no prohibition, no special gezerah made. Halacha yod. Shnei Yisraelim v'goy hashochenim b'chaser achat v'arivu Yisraelim le'asman lo ha'elu kelum. Two Jews and a goy living in the same chaser, and the two Jews didn't arivu for themselves. They did not do anything because, as we said, the goy dispermits them from carrying. Even if Bitul Rashu was done, whether from the Goy to the Jews or from the Jews one to another, making it supposedly one person living with the Goy, it does not help. Because neither Iruv nor Bitul Rashu work in a case where there's a Goy and more than one Jew. And the only way for them to be allowed to carry while there's a goy in the haser is if they rent the goy's property from him 
making it like the goy, the goy um, has no property, and then the goy will be considered like a guest amongst them. And this is obviously a very difficult thing to do, um, but meaning it's something that that's the only way. And if there are many goyim, the same law is applicable, the same laws are applicable, and the only way to be able to carry with many goyim living with more than one Jew in a haser is if they rent, the Jews rent the property from the goy or the goyim. And one Jew, it is enough for one Jew to rent the property from the goy in order to make it so that the goy is considered a guest amongst them, and then he may do Ayruv with the rest of the Jews, um, and they are all allowed to carry that that way. Not every day, it doesn't need to be that all the residents, all the tenants of the Haser do rent, rent the property of the Goy. It's enough for one person as logically understood. <clears throat> So we have an example here of one haser that is has another haser inside of it. So imagine a large private, um, large haser with two houses in it. And then there's another walled segment in the haser that has two more houses in it. Okay, so there's haser, haser, a haser inside a haser. And we have in the inner Hasid, you have a Jew and a Goy. And in the outer, you have only one Jew. Or, for example, you have an, a Jew and a Goy in the outer Hasid and a Jew living in the inner Hasid. In this situation, the Goy disallows those living in the outer one until they rent from him. Why? So the Goy living. In the inner haser, this allows the Jews living in the the Jew living in the outer haser because you have two Jews in one haser. In the outer haser, if you look at the outer haser, if you were to just ask how many Jews are living in this haser, you would say more than one Jew because the inner haser is encompassed within the outer haser, and therefore in eruv has, uh, has the goy the goy's property has to be rented. However, if in the penimi the Jew living alone with the goy in the penimi is allowed to carry because we said a Jew living alone with a goy may carry in and out of the haser um, because it's not something that is found. The renting of the house of a goy could be done even on Shabbat, which is a big kula, meaning it's normally would be not allowed to do things like that on Shabbat, but here it is allowed. Because the shekhirut really is a lot like bitul reshut. It's, it's, I don't want to say fictitious, but it's a sort of kind of um, just measure that is made, taken to keep us, as I said, remembering, as I said last chapter, to remember the idea of reshuyot, that there's something that we're doing extra here because we're in a haser, and we do not want to end up carrying from reshut ayahit to reshut arabim, and that's why we do iru. So this is enough, because it's derabanan, it's a derabanan law, so Hachami made it a little bit easier. Because this renting of a goy is not a real long-term renting, but rather heker, it's something made to remind us, as a reminder. And therefore this renting could be done even with less than shaveh peruta. Usually shaveh peruta is the minimum amount of money for any transaction 
for any actual transaction. However, here we could the uh, the, the renting of the goy's property could be done even with less than shavet peruta, which is a very small amount. And even the renting of the goy's property could be done on the um, through his wife, who does it even without the goy, the owner knowing. She just does it on behalf of him. Also, somebody who rented from the goy may rent for the uh, um, a worker of the goy or the slave of the goy could rent his pro we could um, rent the goy's property on his behalf to the Jews. And even if his slave or workers were Jewish, they may rent his property to the other Jews on his behalf without him even knowing. Somebody, and now really this is going, imagine a guy that's very stubborn and does not want to rent his space to any Jew, then therefore there's a special loophole. If a Jew lends space from the goy, even very little space, then he can rent the goy's space on behalf of the goy as though he was one of the goy's tenants, therefore um, making it a lot easier to do the renting of the goy's property than would be thought if I were to just say, you have to rent the goy's property. So it's a little bit easier. So even in this, in a case where, the, where a Jew rents uh, or, or, or lends a small spot, space to the goy, he may rent the goy's property on behalf of the goy to the other Israelites, the other Jews living in the Haser. If the Jew, even, in, even if the goy had many workers or slaves or wives, and one of them rented the goy's property on his behalf, even without the goy knowing, it's enough for us to be allowed to carry. Because as I said, this whole thing is done for heker, for a reminder, so that we do not forget about the idea of Rishut Rabim Rishut Yachid on Shabbat. Lachayot Gima. Shnei Yisraelim begoy, hadarim bechatzer achat. So, in a situation we have two Jews and one Goy living in a Hatser. And the property of the Goy was rented as prescribed in the previous Halachot. So another Goy is considered a guest amongst them. And you still have two Jews and they did not do an Iruv. So the one of the Jews may do Bitul Rashut to the other Jew and vice versa. And that would make them allowed to carry on Shabbat. And if the goy died on Shabbat, then the two Jews could do bitur rashut one to the other, and the other to the uh, one, to, one, one to another, and that would be sufficient to allow them to do tiltul on Shabbat in the chaser, of course. Now we're talking about a situation where a non-Jew in which there is a Goy tenant of a Goy landlord, if the Goy landlord is not allowed to throw the goy out, in other words, if the goy tenant is in the land of the goy landlord for a decided unchangeable amount of time defined ahead of time, then the Jews living in that haser must rent the land from the tenant. 
and the owner isn't able to rent on behalf of his tenants. In other words, the landlord, Goy, cannot rent his property to the Jews on behalf of his tenant. However, if the landlord um, can take the tenant out whenever he wants to, then they can rent the tenant's land through the landlord. This is all on condition that the tenant is not around. But if the tenant is around, then this cannot be done. In other words, even what we said here, if the tenant is not around, but if the tenant's around, it doesn't matter. Halakha in a situation in which you have many Jews living in a Hasar with a Goy, and one of the houses, and you have a house of the Jews that is connected via a window, via an opening. So they, they and they do an Aruv just through this opening between the two houses. So to take in and out of the house from the uh, of the two Jews' houses through that window is mutar by virtue of the Aruv. However, to take out to the Haser is not allowed because of the Goy that lives with them in the Haser. Yisrael shu mehallel Shabbat befarhisya o this, this is a halakha which has many implications. It is about a um, Jew who does not pr properly perform misvot, etc. And we will see right now. So Yisrael Jew mehalel Shabbat b'farhesia. A Jew who is mehalel Shabbat b'farhesia for for the eyes of the, everybody, or she will obey or that he is an idol worshiper. He is like a goy for everything, for all of his things, for all of his own things. And there is, there are some dukim to be made on that. And Eruv cannot be performed with him. And he cannot do Bitul Rashut either, like a regular Jew. But rather, we treat him like a goy in regard to Eruv. And in order to be able to carry with him, we have to do. However, if there was a Jew that was a mean, that was the status of a mean, for example, somebody that does not believe in the Torah or that is kofir, etc. Okay, even if he doesn't do Abu Dazara. We may not do, um, uh, and, and the guiding the guideline here is anybody who does not does not consider to be a valid misvah because he only believes in the Torah or something like that, or he has some sort of belief issue, um, which is a it's a very broad range, but it's talking about people that um, that you know blatantly consider Ayruv to be fake, has shalom, or blatantly consider the Torah to not be, etc. So in this type of guy who doesn't believe in the Torah this type of mean, we do not do Aruv with him because he does not agree with the Aruv, and we do not rent from him because he's not a blading goy, but rather he may do bitul shoot to us and therefore allow us to carry. Vezohi 
And also, if this type of person who does not, who is like a sedoki, who doesn't believe in the Torah is in the Haser with an Isra, a Jew alone, then he must do bitur shoot to the Jew in order to allow the other Jew to carry with him on Shabbat, since he cannot do eruvin or rent or the property be rented from him because he's not a goy. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen.